Anthony's new book is out, Unstuck, a life manual on how to be more creative, overcome your obstacles, and get shit done. Check out anthonymindel.com slash unstuck to sign up for updates, promotions, and get your copy of Unstuck today. Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in, the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymile.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. In today's part one episode of a two-part series, Anthony answers your questions. Interviewed by actress Angel Prater, the two talk about how Tony's spirituality influenced his work in the face of a commodified entertainment industry. Embracing change in dreams, what separates a good actor from a great actor, and taking genuine risks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of In The Moment Podcast. I'm your guest, (laughs) but also... I guess I'm I'm not interviewing myself. Thankfully, my lovely associate Angel, who just got hit on at the Starbucks ah, by a yeah. gentleman calling her God's chosen. She is. Look at her. She is God's chosen. You can add that clip in. <laughs> She's going to be interviewing me, uh, just kind of based on suggestions and questions people had. I mean, we're kind of doing a different podcast because we're still in a strike. Let's not forget we're mm-hmm. we're very happy that. The WGA has come up with a new agreement, and I think it's being ratified even as we speak, but um, SAG, our union members, are still out on the line. Yeah. So we thought we would just, since we're not promoting shows or anything, we're just kind of having a Q&A about art, spirituality, we're what the whole chat. podcast is about. Yes, we're going to chat and get into all the fun things. So I guess we'll start with some Ask oh, wow, you're Tony. you're right in there. Okay. Well, of course. <laughs> what else are we going to do? We can right. have some coffee. Yes. We're always talking. We do have coffee. All right, might as well start with what people want to know from you. So we'll start with Lacey Claire. I'm clicking my pen. I'm getting nervous. Okay. You're nervous. I'm nervous. (laughs) You're fine. I know. You had deer in the headlights. Yeah, because You literally were like, and scene. And we're done, right? (laughs) Before we get to Lacey's question, Angel and I talk a lot because she assists me on a number of things. She's also an incredible actor and is working a lot. And I love you. You're really amazing. Aww, and we have a great time. And I think <laughs> I don't want to speak for time. you. I'm always cracking up. Um, you're in it as well. So you're yeah. experiencing it. Like, what is it to be an actor in Hollywood? And so we can talk about, oftentimes we joke and laugh and talk about acting is like dating because yeah. of your own dating stories. It's all hard enough as it is. We can, the whole podcast So we can, we may go down that road. I think our listeners would be appreciative of that. I do think acting is like dating. Yeah. Where you have to ultimately trust yourself and like kind of find your own way, like in terms of if you have a gut feeling about somebody. Yeah. It's kind of like having a type. That's Except right. you're someone's type. And then casting. sometimes your type isn't what you think it would be. Always. Right? Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Woo! But it's finding, it's having the right fit and also having to like detach from being like, oh, if you're not the right fit, then that's okay. And you're not the right one for me. You're not the right role for me. But that's, that's hard it. to do. Not personalizing it. Yeah. And as you know, I'm in casting right now for this climate uh, project that I'm working on. And when I'm looking at tapes or we're having callbacks and you've sat in on them, it's mm-hmm. just not personal, right? Yeah. Like, especially if you get a callback, by the time you're getting a callback, something is working in your work. It's just a kind of a weird alchemy of 
you, I, I say this a thousand times, but I don't know how to impress upon the actor enough to know that when you go in, you just do your work and then you let it go. You leave yeah. it in the room, you leave it in the, on the zoom, whatever. And you forget about it because it's just not, it's not controllable. Yeah. But it's, I feel like it's the same feeling of being ghosted when you're like, you True. put all this into it. And I mean, sometimes, you know, we try to be like, let me send an email. Oh, yeah, or, I give feedback. But that's very rare, I feel like. So it's kind of like it is that same feeling of being ghosted of like, OK, then what did I do wrong if I don't know what I did right? True. But I didn't get it. That's true. I mean, I'll say this like because uh, a, a really good manager friend of mine, she had some people who were right for it and they got callbacks. So they definitely brought some really beautiful work. And then I gave her feedback because I care like. You know, and, and she's like, oh, thank you so much. Nobody ever gives me feedback. Yeah. And I'm, of course I would do that. But also I think the thing is, is A, it's not personal in terms of if you do your work and you don't get it and somebody else does, you just realize, again, like the alchemy of something, somebody is more right for it doesn't mean doesn't mean anything's wrong with your work. It just yeah. means you weren't right. However, comma, I will also say like with these notes that I gave, um, there are some things to look at in terms of what you can develop. My thing about acting is always remembering. Was that a cue for me to hurry it up? No. Oh, you took out your chapstick. <laughs> True confession, you guys. I told Jen if I was rambling on too long, we should have a buzzer. But I thought she snapped at me like, that's too long, Tony. Oh, my God. No, no but I'm sorry. I love this. Don't edit any of this out. She just popped her chapstick lid. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm talking too much. So really quickly, the point is, is, you know, what I was telling this manager is, you know, the actor has to go for stuff and they have to be willing to risk because yeah. for me, and I think I'm like a lot of directors or what even how casting directors see talent, like if you don't take the adjustment, then the director gets nervous that on set, I'm going to try to be getting something out of the actor that I didn't see that they were capable of doing. So yeah. you have to be able to throw the control away, your ideas away. You have to play and give the director different looks. Yeah, and like you always say, it's easier to rein you back in. Bring somebody back in. But I think it's so hard. Like even now in my own auditioning, I'm like, okay, let me just start out going completely to one end and then rein it back in because trying to build up to it, then I watch it and I'm like, oh, this is kind of boring. Boring. But I'm like, if I go to where I'm like, I know this isn't going to work, but at least I'm like on the opposite end and overdoing it then I'm like oh at least now I'll find it in the middle and can like scale it back versus like I'm not going to work up to that right so no that's a valid point I also think because you know Angel because we're in casting and we just got back from India we were filming and I again I think if actors could really try to metabolize this we are on your side and we really and when I say the word we I mean like everybody in the business really wants somebody to just elevate it yeah, and bring like, it. Yes, because we have a big problem. You know, yeah. I've been now sweating. Now I'm like, it. oh, I see it. It's been oh so. Oh my gosh. We just want somebody to be the answer to our prayers. Yeah. Please just do yourself and all of us like a benediction of I'm going to bring it. I'm going to play. You have just as much opportunity or possibility of being the answer to the just jigsaw puzzle of casting as anybody else. Yeah. And we want you to like just bring it. So I think you have to train yourself into that mentality though. Yeah. But that's why it's so helpful, you know, helping you with this to be able to see from see the other side the other of like, side. Oh, cause I think from an actor point of view, we hold ourselves back so many times of being like, Oh, well it probably won't be me. Or like, Oh, they have this bigger person, but it's like, 
there is just a problem that needs a solution and please be the solution. And if you already take yourself out of the equation, it's like, well, then you can't be the solution. That's right. Let me just go for it. Why not? Whoever's on the other side, you in this situation are like, please, someone just go for it and show me what I'm looking for. And it doesn't matter who it is. If I just see it, then I'll know. But... Well, the director, Adam Shankman, who's come in and done a workshop, he directed Hairspray. Uh, He said, you know, casting is, it's either a yes or a no, or you changed our mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing is sometimes people may not feel like they're right on paper or their headshot doesn't match kind of what you're thinking, but then you come in and you just, you risk it. And then all of a sudden we're thinking, oh, wow, this is, this is really exciting. So you can't be risk averse. You can't be risk averse. You can't be risk averse. Yes, (laughs) pom-poms. So I hope that inspires actors to keep taking risks. Yeah. And the idea of risk, even in my mind, sometimes like, I'm going to take a risk. And then you're like, do a little something. And it's like, no, No. that wasn't actually a risk. And then you watch and you're like, oh, it's still kind of boring. Or you think it is. And then now I'm seeing, I'm like, oh, there's still a cookie cutter version of what everyone thinks is a risk, which still then becomes the average yeah and you're like now this is still boring because an actual risk is bigger than even probably you want to commit to originally well also i think maybe thinking that risks and how you stand out isn't by doing something uh uninformed it's not yeah. doing something like ridiculous that's not you know the, the, to taking a risk and trusting oneself is really being fully committed in the way that you interpret it the way yeah. you envision yourself in that role yeah. and not being apologetic about it because to your point we see we do see a lot of people doing things very similar i always call it ai acting <laughs> which we should get to because yeah. you know where everybody's kind of the same and then you you're like womp womp and so you're wanting somebody to stimulate us into you know, we, we've been laughing. Like, I always say, be really, really good, be really, really bad. Just don't be boring. That's yeah. just not something that sh- you should never try to just be safe. Yeah. Right? Safe isn't something to go for. But, you know, we do mem- we do remember people who have sent us tapes who say, stand bad, out in a way. Yes, you do remember it. Now, <laughs> we want to translate that eventually into committed real work. Yeah. But you kind of, I kind of respond to people who at least... Howen, my boyfriend, calls it Delulu. Delulu is a Delulu. Oh, so you've heard it. Of course. I live my life in delusion. You have to be. (laughs) That's the only way to do it. You have to be. He's like, Tony, you need to be a little bit more Delulu. Yeah. And there is something provocative about being Delulu. A thousand percent. Every single day. Doesn't matter. When I'm walking to work in the dark back alleys of the Grove, I always pretend that I'm understage about to go on to perform like Beyonce. Oh, I love it. Every single time there's a red carpet at the Grove. That's vision questing. I walk on that. Delulu. Good. No, that's not I'm Delulu. Like I'm prepping to go on stage and then I just go and cut bread. But I kind of love it. You're visioning your future. Yeah, yeah Angel. I know I'm not meant for that. <laughs> I'm meant for cutting bread. bread. So, okay, getting back to Lacey. Lacey. Okay, Lacey. All right. Many questions. Okay, did you notice a shift in your work the more you dove into your spiritual and self-work? You know, on the way here, even though I've had too much coffee, <laughs> I was thinking a lot of questions I get from people, which I love. 
is about the spiritual aspect of being an artist. Yep. Now I can feel the tears. You know, I just got back oh, from India. Don't cry. I'm gonna cry. Oh, I'm if gonna cry. Do that, I don't I have a Kleenex on me, so I'm gonna be don't, snotting it. Th- oh, I'm starting to cry. <laughs> so I was thinking. Okay, so I just got back from India, and my first trip to India was around the time I had started the school. It was a, a couple years into it, but I came back wearing like. You know, my I had my mala beads and my oh incense my and my patchouli <laughs> and my Indian cut shirts and like my hair was long. I don't. I should have saved them because they were really rad. And They'd of come course, back into style. no, I know they are. I wanted to get one while I was there this time. But the point is, is I really feel like so much of my work was had been previous to that, and then going to India a few times was so informed by you know, spiritual principles or the sort of physics of kind of the science behind this interesting human experience we're all having on planet Earth and, you know, how to tap into our cosmic potential or the quantum field or whatever you want to call it, the matrix, source, divinity. And so I I feel like to me, actors, all people are artists, but actors have this beautiful ability to Because unlike, let's say, dancers or musicians, which Mm -hmm. are beautiful artistic expressions in their own right, actors are really a representation fully because they're using their bodies and sound and music sometimes and voice and language. It's a total embodiment of, I think, the spiritual in the physical, right? And so I also think there's an interesting challenge in Hollywood in a business that's so ego driven and so not about the spiritual. How do we stay present to a practice and a way of telling story that is aligned with the spiritual when everything in the business sometimes feels like it's about not that, which is the challenging. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me sometimes want to like not be in the business. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, but but the point is, is to bring our own spiritual awareness or healing or contribution to a business that needs attunement. Yeah, because what is it without all of that? You know, as much as sometimes it's hard. It's where it's heading. Ooh, yeah. perfect segue. It is a commodification, streaming dominated content uh you know, that word, I read an article in the New York Times today about, you know, this word content I've been railing against forever. So it was interesting to to read this article because sometimes when I think about things, I think, well, everybody else is using these words. So I feel weird that I'm even, why do I feel the opposite of that? Yeah. But, you know, content was a word that the tech bros came up with as they infiltrated Hollywood. Yes, it's a tech word to, to, to lump. And I'm not saying creatives are artists or craftspeople. It's like, I don't want to be highfalutin about it, but it was a way to just kind of lump all of it into this general catch-all phrase yeah. that in, in a way sort of diminishes the artistic aspect of it. Yeah. Like we devalue. Content, yeah, throw it in there. Yeah. It we devalue art. Yeah. So, so I think trying to find our spiritual compass in the middle of such a weird world that we're straddling, transitioning through. So I don't know if I answered Lacey's question, but I love it. It brought tears to my eyes. And how much, what was her question about? How much it informed me? Well, let me see. Did you notice a shift in your work the more you dove oh, into yeah, it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, everything is to me like spirit trying to guide us through our lives. Yeah. I think for me, it was also when I felt, still to this day, when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel stressed, when I feel 
pressured, when I feel when I'm being really hard on myself or shaming myself or struggling with, you know, whatever I'm struggling with. I spirit is the only way that I've gotten through it. Oof. Yeah. Now you're gonna you make know, me emotional. Well, it's true. And it doesn't like to me, spirit for each person is manifested in a different way. It can be prayer. It can be um, yoga practice. It can be meditation. It can be a walking uh, meditation. It can be dance. It can be singing. It can be chanting. I mean, there's so many different ways to align with something other than the garbage we tell ourselves. Yeah. I, I find that the last point I'll make about this, but I'm sure we'll come back to it, is like, to me, a spiritual practice or Staying connected to the spiritual is the thing that replenishes the well when the well is feeling dry mm. in terms of you're up against the bullshit. You're, you're constantly being rejected. People are commodifying you or labeling you or defining you in a way that you know that you're not because potential is spirit. Potential is infinite. You're going through a bad breakup. You feel like you want to give it all up and move back to Ohio. Mm. So a spiritual practice alignment attunement, I use those words earlier, refinement, yeah. I think can keep you going. thousand percent. I always say alignment. That's my thing. Like, oh, I, and you can, the more you stay aligned, I feel like you can feel when you're being slightly pulled from it. And, you know, this in- industry is always trying to pull you from it, from rejection or being hard on yourself or comparing, being exhausted. All comparing yourself, yeah. right? Like the way somebody else's career goes. And then you're like, well, I haven't even broken through yet. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you've seen Finding Nemo. Yeah. So I, I described this to yeah. my friend. I basically, it was like, oh, alignment is like, you know, all the turtles that go through. I don't know if it's the Gulf Stream. Yeah. And I was like, it's like that. The when flow. you're in the flow, right. it just like sucks you and pulls you down. But if you get thrown out of it, then you're like out at sea and you're lost. So you have to find your way back to it. And then you're just flowing like the turtle. If we can reference one of my books, At Left Brain Turn Right, that who's the football player who... Travis Kelsey. That's right. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding. Taylor Swift's new... Hubba hubba. <laughs> he had it on his shelf. Hopefully it wasn't like Maria Kondo came in and just put stuff <laughs> just on his like, library just, book. He's his like, shelf to make it look like he's reading this book. But I didn't notice that somebody somebody here at the studio was like, oh my God, on his shelf is At Left Brain Turn Right. But At Left Brain Turn Right, thank you so much for reading it if he read it. But in At Left Brain Turn Right, I have a whole chapter. Obviously you didn't read it. Um, um, <laughs> called when I did Finding Nemo. years ago. <laughs> you see, might maybe I'm like, just aligned. You might want to, yes. Hey, I, it, that chapter is, it's not called Searching for Nemo. It's not called Nemo is Lost. It's called Finding Nemo. And I talk oh. about getting in the flow of your life and allowing it to show you where it wants to take you ultimately it is a process of finding yourself right over and over again i think we think again i think the challenge is we think we get to a finish line and then it's all solved nirvana sets in and you've got it but it's it's a continuous stream so there's no finished end point is kind of a point to make about that wow well look at that see i plugged it i love it no i love it i read it in 2020 okay when I did foundations. So it's been a yeah, while. Yeah, I have a whole chapter about it. See, yeah. that actually led, I had another question or I guess idea of how we have these, like having goals for yourself and for your career and success. And, you know, whether it's in filmmaking or acting, we all have these goals or making it, but then leaving room for the possibilities and being able to explore like, oh, this might not look like how I thought it would kind of, well, I don't know, never maybe your experience angel. of that balance of having goals and being like, I see myself in these places, but being able to be detached from that. 
Yeah, but it's always changing, right? And I think we just get so affixed on the mind picture. Again, I think it's it's the the media's uh, representation of it looking a certain way. And then again, we compare ourselves to that. Yeah. And if our life isn't like Jennifer Lawrence's or Issa Rae's or somebody, they're all great. And they're finding yeah. their own way and they've worked hard to get there. But if for some reason we haven't hit those you know, benchmarks at a certain time, we feel like we're a, a failure. Yeah. And I, I think that that's what's great about getting out of L.A. and experiencing different culture or just being somewhere else. You start to, again, realign or reconnect with, actually, my life is pretty good. And actually, my life is, I'm, I, I've got so many blessings in my life. And look at how much has changed in my life compared to a year ago. And yeah. so I think you're engineering your life as you go along and you can also who says that we have to be the same thing all the time that is again a false narrative that i think actors I, i'm sometimes guilty of it because i'm a capricorn and german so i'm always like you don't give up and i don't think people should give up on their dreams however comma dreams also want to morph and change yeah. as we get older and have a different consciousness around our lives and yeah, our own shift. impact. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you're giving up. It just means you're making space for, oh, I can still act and I want to write poetry and I can still act and I want to get out and help the environmental cause. Yeah. You know, I think we get, we think we're failures if we give up on Hollywood. But I think that is an outdated, capitalistic approach to success yeah yeah it's hard this industry is deep thoughts angels i've stumped angel but it's for all of but, us i mean i think about I mean, these Jen's things all the time career, anybody's career yeah it's even even this football football players i've worked with a lot of you know i didn't mean to cut you off sorry no, no, a lot of you know well-known sports figures and what happens when the sport is over yeah, or, or what, get hurt yeah and their identity is only in that thing a lot yeah. of them have talked about michael phelps talked about he's not a client of mine or anything but i'm a swimmer and i've read a lot about you know he went through a major depression when everything that his life was stacked up to meet and then he met it and then some and then it's over i mean that's that's a big challenge or yeah, even before like, it's what? over if you achieve it and then you still have the rest of your life to live yeah. i think a lot of successful people have talked about that now what yeah so maybe that's, again, not chasing a certain thing, but just right. spiritual or your soul's fulfillment. Angel, it's the experience we're after. Yeah. It is the experience. And that is where our culture is so distorted. It is the experience we're after. And so yeah. why we love acting is in the moment-to-moment -moment experience of something, mm -hmm. you feel feelings, you feel rage or love or compassion, or you feel all of what it means to be alive, the totality of it being alive. Yeah. And that is a moment-to-moment -moment experience. It's not an end result. It's not an attachment to how it looks. Yes, sometimes in a talk back or an audition or on set, we're like, oh, I could have done better or something. But we, we, we thrive on the experience of it. But our yeah. culture is based on you've done this. You've accomplished this. By the time you were 20, you did this. It's all, it's, it's reverse engineered in a way that is not really what life is about. Because life itself is a constant moment-to-moment -moment experience. Yeah. These things are just really tiny, infinitesimal, if you will, blips on your entire life mosaic I think yeah. or your continuum 
you're going to get the big job and they're going to be like, yay. And then you're going to look back, you know, 10 years after doing the big job and you're like, well, that was just one part of all these parts of my life. Yeah. And the thing you remember typically, or at least from my experience now, it's like you have people, this film, but you're experience. like, oh, but the month I had with these people, that's that right. experience was people so you special love. and I made Absolutely. these friendships. Like that's what mattered. And even getting to watch it, you're like, okay, great. But like that month I had at summer camp was the best the time, time of my life. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. What is this really about? Well, I think COVID helped some people realize that. Yeah. That's why people quit their jobs, picked up to moved. We're like, I'm not going to keep working in some drudgery office job. I'm going to move to Seattle and live in nature or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think people realized why are we doing, and I think that's a good question for all of us. Why are you doing the thing that you're doing? Yeah. What brings you joy? What, how do you find a way to navigate in a business that is becoming and has always been some intolerant at best, but also kind of hostile to the artist's life? Yeah. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. Enjoying In The Moment? Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for updates. All right, so we're going to get into Maria Gramberg's question. Thanks, Maria. Thanks, Maria. All right, whom or what in your career has influenced you the most or guided you on your creative journey? Well, I kind of talked about it earlier. Certainly my spiritual life. And I think, again, I just want to say quickly, like to be on a spiritual path doesn't mean a path devoid of failures, mistakes, regrets, sorrows. It's all a part of the grandeur of life right but it does allow you to again realign Mm -hmm. or see the beauty in the breakdown it allows you to work with that stuff that's that part is also the grist of the mill so i'm not saying like i think we again because of tiktok or social media we see spiritual people as these perfect and maybe they present that way i never have i'm like i'm always trying to figure my shit out but like presenting a spiritual life as something like la and it's not yeah it's not full of like diarrhea you know like if you've read my memoir i shat on a plane once (laughs) you know what i mean that's also part of it like literally metaphorically it's like the shit is what makes this part yeah it's part of it so i think that and anyone i mean there's so many actors that inspired my life early on and kind of the kind of acting i wanted to do or be a part of and maybe philosophies about acting but i have to say my parents they're 88 (laughs) they're still married but that doesn't make them any more special you know but it's kind of crazy 65 years oh my gosh i'm like advice (laughs) but they're incredible humans they are really incredible people so i think they have shown me how to survive they weren't born here no they were born in germany they were immigrants when did they they came over in 1938 i believe okay no that would have been no no sorry sorry i was like (laughs) wait (laughs) they would be 120 i'm terrible at math this is why i have a career in the arts no they were born in 33 i think or 35 sorry I'm terrible at math. Yeah, you oh were like, uh, they came, either, either, like, either they came over when they were five. We're both or they, artists. We're yeah, like, oh, okay, cool. 1930, okay. But no, they came over in the 50s when they were in their 20s. Okay. Yes. Oh, well. Yeah. 
So they were able to live there in Germany? In Germany until they early 20s. I think my dad came over when he was 21. Which I'm sure is in completely nuts. different. I mean, nuts. They had to take a boat. They t- There were no flights wow. that, at that time. Yeah. And like, think about taking a boat over here English. and being in this no, it's generation. Nuts. No, it's They're probably like, what is going on? Nuts, what they've done. And they don't even see it as a big deal. I, I, I'm like, you guys, are you... This is incredible what your lives, what you accomplished and what you did. Yeah, and we're a little like snowflakes. I know, now. it's true. I'm like, you don't have the pumpkin spice latte? Ooh. What am I going to do today? I'll go to this another one. warm enough for me. Can you reheat it yeah. with my... I'm like, my I need to go get back aligned. Gruyere, petite, <laughs> Starbucks, what it is. And this petite man is hitting on me. <laughs> oh, no. All right, Maria, sorry, we just went... South. I champagne that, problems. That's right. We have champagne problems. Sometimes I try to, I you just to sit there and I just list out my problems. Then I'm like, <laughs> these are not running. problems. Yeah, I'm like, that's okay, right. keep moving. Next question. All right, Lola Berry. We have a question from Lola Berry. Hello, Lola. Hello, Lola. Ooh, hello, Lola. I love that. Love that. Lola, Lola. All right. She says, I'd love to hear about how he's handled rejection throughout his career. It's something <sighs> actors face and sometimes it can feel debilitating. Yes. Well, we kind of started off talking about. <sighs> Rejection is God's protection. Rejection is protection. It is protection. And it's also, again, not personal. So the more we can diffuse any kind of emotional charge around it, I know it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, in terms of uh, my own creative, like as an actor and then also as a writer, as a director, as a producer, as I, you know, the studios, like... I'm putting myself out there in the world and and facing the same kind of rejections, you know, by Hollywood. You just, you learn as you get older to give zero Fs. It's just not personal. Everybody has a different, it's all subjective. One person loves X and another person hates it. One person loves cherry pie. Another person prefers apple pie. You can't, cherry pie eaters aren't they're not better or worse because they like that kind of pie yeah. I, I think the more we can train ourselves out of i just gotta keep moving forward yeah and it has nothing to do with, with you. you it's just they don't like cherry pie that's right and also like in the casting like we talked about casting is so impersonal because it's about mixes and matches and do you are you the right age with the other person that we're going to cast and yeah. do you have a chemistry with the other lead and do you look like the daughter because we've already cast the mom it's really the crazy thing about acting is the only thing you control is technique, your work, your your craft, whatever words we want to use, your ability to go in and risk. And yet, weirdly enough, acting chops have very little to do with it as yeah. well. That's the weird conundrum. I feel of like it. that's the like last thing many that ways. matters. Well, or sometimes. maybe you should say it's the first thing that matters. Let's think about it this way. Okay. It's the most important thing because it's all you can control and you can develop your work. That is what cl- great classes are yes. about. That's working in the business. Keep working, keep working, keep working. And then you keep getting callbacks and then you start to see then it's not about the work because it's also about all these other X factors that you have no control over. All these moving parts. That's so much. Yeah. I wish, again, actors could see, oh, you did a great job. You just weren't right with the father. Yeah, we were gonna cast. See, it's that, it's that it. ghosting. That's it. It's, it's like hard. ghosting. Because then, like, when you get a text and you're like, "Oh, you know what? I think you're really great, this and that," but like, I don't think we're compatible for whatever reason. But you, you know, know I had why? a great time. Then you're like, "Oh, Angel, you know why this is hard? Two things. One is because we all want to please. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be liked and revered and received and acknowledged. And also, I think you and I have talked about this. I know we have." There is this part of our DNA that comes from 
like our being a part of a tribe to survive, like mm-hmm. our great ancestors, our Neanderthal cousins, they lived in groups that if you got thrown out of the clan, you would you'd be eaten yeah. by a saber-toothed you're, tiger. You're done. You'd get, yeah, you're done. So when we're rejected, I feel like it, it mm, evokes the sort of reptilian response and our epigenetic human line yeah. of survival. Yeah. So what really hurts is I'm not I feel in that moment I'm not going to survive. I'm not going to be okay. That rejection feels primal. Yeah. And we have to like again try to like have a practice where we can depersonalize. I'm not saying that's the process, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think again going back to the spiritual alignment all of that it helps. helps it. it helps. It helps. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about how... Brene Brown. It was not. It was not. <laughs> Just kidding. It was in the mono chain. Okay. Um, well, now it's on here. But basically how we love to hear yeses and we're like, oh, thank you for yeses. And like we get so excited but when we hear a no, it's like it does this other thing. But it's like realistically a no does the exact same thing as a yes. It's steering you in the right direction. That's right. So you can be like, okay, great. Thank you. Like to be able to say thank you to a no getting to that place, it's like... I used to say, I'm not sure I I made it up, but I used to say like every no, but I would love this quote, every no gets you closer to the yes. Because if you're not putting yourself out there and people are like, nope, not for me. Nope, I don't see it. Nope, we're not interested in that cake or whatever it is you're selling. You're never putting yourself out there. So that's another way of thinking about it. Every time you get a no, you should be like, yeehaw. Yeah, it's probability. The yes is out there. That's right. It's probability. That's right. The more you do, it's like, great. Call the agent, put your, get your self tape done. Don't wait. Don't wait. Get yep. your headshot. Did I say that? Get your headshots done. Put your cell tape out there. Call to get repped. Get into a class. Just start doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure the odds are just in your favor. Yeah. The more you put yourself out there, it's like, well, eventually it will be a yes. Probability. But you can't be scared of the no's. All right. Thanks, Lola. All right. We have Chanel Stewart now. Hi, Chanel. Hello, Chanel. She's an Aussie. I'd love to hear him speak about finding himself in the work, how to ground and trust your instincts. Would also love to hear how he shifted from acting to acting coach. Do you want to say all that again now in an Aussie accent? Yeah. Or no. I'd love to hear <laughs> him speak about finding yourself in the work, how to ground and trust your instincts. Would also love to hear how he shifted from acting to acting coach. All right, that's good. It sounded more British, but that you was know, a pretty good British accent. You know, it's hard. We, we, we blend that all a All the Brits bit. are going to be like, no, it wasn't. No, yeah, it was actually, actually pretty good. I'm actually going to get so much from that. <laughs> or no. I mean, look, all the work to me is instinctual. Like the way you get out of bed, the way you move through the world, the Starbucks you go to. We overthink, like we don't overthink that in life. We yeah. are creatures of habit, yes, but we're also creatures of like you hit the buzzer without knowing the answer I'm always saying right you just do it mm-hmm. you like you do the thing and then afterwards sometimes we we clean up like the mess we made but the mess is interesting yep. so in our work it's the same thing again we just have gotten used to this AI form of acting BS yeah. where we're scared to risk we're scared to make mistakes we're scared to do it wrong we're like what's right what's wrong that's right and so we keep ourselves in this like acting word bubble yeah. and I am like, just AI saying this is robots. we are doing our AI moment I am saying this line like the right way <laughs> and it just cuts off all your life force light force that was a Freudian slip but also mm. and life force it's right. It does read as light. It does read as energy. You do read yeah, as... Yeah, you can see when it's just kind of dull. You can see it. That's like, right. Because that's what's going on in between the lines, I'm always saying. And that can't be taught except the way we listen and process is, to me, what acting is about. Yeah. So that's my answer to that. And I mean, listen, I've always been interested in all of it. Like, 
when I was acting in New York, you know, I don't talk a lot about my acting, but I performed at the Hollywood Bowl. Whoa. Yeah, I did a lot of, you know, I worked a lot and I, I was... It was really cool. I also suffered from really bad stage fright around that time. You yes, had stage fright? I performed at the Hollywood Bowl <laughs> like, in front of 20,000 people, 17,500 people. I'm just, you know. Running up. Running it up, yeah. I It was crazy. Like, I don't know how I got through that. I was also doing another show at the time. That was It was a, a long-running show. It was a huge hit. And I was the lead. And it, yeah, I was really struggling through a lot of stuff at that time. But wow. uh, to me, again, the search... And it continues, the search toward accepting myself and being okay with the fear, even though sometimes the fear was debilitating, is also part of my journey. Around the same time, I had the schools already, or, you know, and I just, I was interested in how to help actors have a new language or understanding of themselves in the work. And as you can see by some of the self-tapes we've been receiving from all over the world for this international project I'm doing about the climate crisis, I'm shocked, but not, how very little people, actors, still understand about acting. And I don't mean that in a, like, I'm snotty pants and I know better. I'm talking about these entrenched, formulaic, almost one-dimensional base ideas of the human experience. Yeah, the idea of it all. The idea of playing someone in a one-dimensional way that is so actory. It's, it's shocking to me in 2023 that that's kind of what I'm seeing. Yeah, it really is. Right. Like 2023, like you'd think. With the, with so much quote unquote content. Yeah. You'd think that, that a lot of beautiful things we see are so enriched by the human experience that is so complex. Mm-hmm. And yet when I'm seeing self-tape sometimes, I'm thinking, whoa, is this what a person thinks acting is? So my work isn't done. My work here is yeah. still to help people become really human and embrace their humanity in the work. Well, do you think it's the idea of acting or like fears or insecurities of going, like oh, exposing ideas. those Well, places? maybe it's both. Yeah. If you're depending not, on what it that's is. That's great. If you're not aware that you're playing ideas, mm-hmm. because that's just what maybe you've been taught that way, you're not then having to examine, I'm defaulting to an idea because I don't want to really look at debilitating fear or angry or my rage or my whatever so it's easy to default to an ai one-dimensional robot than it is to really be a full you know i'm always saying too, angel is isn't it more fun to risk yourself in the work and not get the job than risk nothing and not get the job yeah that's true (laughs) that's good that's like ding 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 we should time code that and that will be the that's really that's so true yeah, at least you can be like, I left it all out That's there. Right. If I didn't You're get it, doing like, it. there's You're nothing doing more I it. could have Gotta done. Got to train yourselves to do it. So That's good. maybe that's the second podcast. Why do people put up archaic ideas of what acting is? It's a little shocking to me. Yeah, there's a lot to it. There's a lot in there to unpack. All right, yeah. our last question is going to be from Anish Chandak. Hello, Anish. In your experience and opinion, what separates a good actor from a great actor? Well, wow, we just kind of talked about that. But is there like one specific thing that you would... <sighs> I mean, again, I think if we look at our favorite actors, or I can only speak for myself, mm-hmm. my favorite actors are doing themselves. Now, they're doing themselves vis-a-vis each different role that they're doing, but you still see their dominant personality, their essence, their energetic, their joie de vivre, their je ne sais quoi, amigo in French. They, you just see their primal connection to self 
firing through their work. I mean, there's, I, I, to me, again, it's shocking when people can't see that either. Yeah. I don't know what people see in actors if you don't see their spirit, their life force. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, here's another way of doing it is you watch performance, turn off the sound and just yeah. watch somebody being and then, and then maybe put their body of work up against each other without sound. MOS. And <laughs> you're like, oh, wow, that's Meryl Streep firing as Meryl Streep. Yeah. That's Ryan Gosling firing as Ryan Gosling. That's Margot Robbie firing as Margot Robbie. Now, they are also placing that part of themselves in each role. Yeah. Or as Ryan Gosling says, he's turning up parts of himself for a role and then turning down parts of himself, oh, like right? That. It's like yeah. a little switchboard. That's it. Because some roles are requiring you to lean more into parts of yourself that maybe you don't lead your daily life from. Yeah. I think that that's my definition. of. To me, a great actor is just somebody who, it, it looks like they're flying. Yeah. They're making it look so easy. That to me is what, and I'm just, whoa. And they're going for things in a way that maybe scares me or really you're thinking, can they go there? And then they go there. Yeah, you see the like bravery coming out of yeah. the performance. And you're like, wow. They're meeting the performance. They're yeah. meeting themselves in the performance. I mean, right? that's the inspiration. It's like you see and you're like, oh, wow, I want to be that brave. I want to live my life that way. And that's it. It's like a subconscious thing. Well, I think we underestimate that we are all doing that. But the thing is, is that's coming to me right now, Angel, about that is we don't see ourselves as brave because the the... Ah, this is an interesting point because in acting, we have to meet ourselves emotionally in the moment mm -hmm. and express it through story. And that is bravery personified, yeah. right? Because you're letting go, you're letting go of control. You're meeting your feelings. You're not trying to play an idea. You're, you're, you're raw and exposed with the vulnerability yeah. of what it comes, what, what it means to come to the table with whatever's going on in life. We are all, everybody on the planet is doing that as well. But, but in terms of our meeting ourselves with a goal, Mm -hmm. It takes longer, the cumulative bravery yeah. that is required to get somewhere. See, me just looking at you, you're brave because you're showing up to your oh, life. Stop, you're not even but this is true. We don't do this to ourselves because we, again, culture, it's all about the climax in culture. It's about the instantaneous achievement. But we, we forget that achievement is little tiny victories along your path. That then you look back and you're like, whoa, that was, that took balls yeah. for me to get here. Ugh. So yeah. that's the disconnect is that in our own life, we don't see ourselves as brave. It's like somebody's brave moving to LA to decide they want to be an actor. But think of all the run-ups you had to take to get yeah. there. And then you finally did it. But by the time you did it, you're like, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, you're like, I did it. See, mm -hmm. but it took bravery and vulnerability. And as Brene Brown says... <laughs> There's my Brene Brown drop. Yes, she's great. As Brene Brown says, which I, when people are like, what is Tony technique? I guess what I've been teaching forever. And then Brene Brown beautifully finally said it is, now I'm forgetting. <laughs> it will come <laughs> to me. Beautifully said. Well, she I'll talks about, you know, vulnerability, which basically means bravery or courage, mm -hmm. is the ability to express ourselves with emotional uncertainty and not knowing the outcome. That is, that. first of all, that's life. Yeah. But that's also the call of the actor mm -hmm. is to be able to be in moments, not knowing the outcome, being emotionally exposed or emotionally vulnerable or emotionally available, just say different words, yeah. 
these are definitions of bravery and we are doing it in our lives. We just, I think we forget. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like, I mean, going back to it, we do it every day, but then they're like, okay, and I'll just do the same thing that you do all the time. And it's like, how? Well, I also think like in terms of our lives, we get pattern, we get, we, it's scary to, to keep taking risks that way. I'm moving to LA. Okay, now I'm moving to Paris. I'm just yeah. using moving as an example, but it could be anything. Um, I'm, this relationship no longer serves me. This yeah. is a good one for everybody who's in a challenging relationship. This relationship is no longer meeting me at the level of what I know I deserve, mm-hmm. what I know my soul is searching for and can redeem at a higher level. This person is bargain basement. <laughs> Throw them back in the bargain bin. But the bravery it requires to meet having to say goodbye to that. Yeah. It's just about how in our daily lives, we often numb ourselves to the bravery it requires to keep getting to a different level. And that's the habituation of life. That's where we start to get trouble. That's where I've gotten into trouble where I'm, when your life is good, but it feels a little bit like safe or easy and you start to numb yourself you yeah. turn things off so that you don't have to keep seeking something more adventuresome that's when you go start to go underground you start to hide you start to shut down right yeah. you stop taking risks yeah it's the difference between like am i living or am i existing thriving or just existing yeah yeah, yeah. am i in survival mode which yeah. i've been there and listen, sometimes we have to go through phases where we are paying the bills. And right now we're experiencing a very difficult time, right? Yeah. During the strike. But again, I want to just come back to like to be on a spiritual path, which every human being is on, whether they're conscious of it or not, is to keep leaning into the things that require greater risk, greater stepping into our truth, whatever that looks like, being willing to take a stand for what it means to be an artist, say things that are hard in the world. Like I want to do a piece about the climate crisis or... Yeah you know, whatever. Even that, you know, any artistic endeavor that you're always saying, like if you're called to something, if you, I've been researching or thinking a lot about desires in the past year. And I'm like, if your soul is called to do something, then that's for a specific reason. Like I may not have gotten the like climate crisis bug the way you did in the exact same time. Like you were given that for a reason. And so it's kind of like, yeah, now you're being called to this thing and you're probably going to have to be brave to get there and step into it. But like, that's your journey. And so it's like you have to go where you're called and it's hard. A well, lot of Angel, the time. that's a valid point because we silence it, right? Because it's not mm-hmm. practical. Again, the dreams are not practical. That's why they're called dreams. Yeah. So we, you know, we, we put it on pause. We share it with someone and they're like, that's not a good idea. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> your done. parents are, are like, um, are you sure about that? You're not even paying rent. Or we start to let practical logistics supersede I, I, I and I have to keep reminding myself this of the like the miracle aspect like every time if everybody looks at their lives who are listening to this there is the the miracle variable that I think is wanting to come into play but it requires us to make the first move yeah. and then somehow you're supported by it you know what I mean it's like they say jump in the net yeah it somehow appears, appears. something mm-hmm. presents itself so I hope that answered his question yeah we went off into a whole whole tangent with that Stay tuned next time for part two of Anthony answering your questions about acting, art, life, spirituality, and living in the moment. Thanks for listening to In the Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for more. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. 
Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job.